When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lots of things are better together. Hockey, food, golf. How about a cold one on the patio during a nice spring day? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. You're listening to DraftKings Network. This is the GM Shuffle. What other is in the story is these guys having a Zoom call. Like, what are we doing on a Zoom call? What are we going to accomplish? You have a union to collectively bargain. We do know second contracts for running backs have a hard time sustaining themselves. You're listening to the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi, presented by DraftKings and VSIN. Here is Femi Abebefe. Welcome to another edition of the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi, presented by DraftKings and Visa. And I'm your host, Femi Abebefe. As always, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Our producer, Elliot Bowman, with us on the ones and twos. Michael, training camp week is here. My timeline over the weekend, I'm seeing football stuff. I saw Dan Campbell doing up-downs. I saw Garrett Wilson making toe-tapping touchdown grabs. We're back, man. We're back. This is a yeah. good time to be around. Uh- I'm sure you are. Are you back at that window? What are you betting now? I'm sure you got a lot of thoughts on that mind of yours. I mean, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you're back to that window, convincing yourself of all this is going to happen. You, you. I saw Dave Ross came on our show yesterday, and he was talking about how he bet the Cowboys over nine and a half. I'm sure you're right there he with did. him. He he did bet the Cowboys over nine and a half. He also has a Cowboys uh, two to one to win the NFC East. I haven't bet any Cowboys. Uh, team futures. I bet Parsons to win defensive player of the year. So I'm invested in Micah Parsons playing well. And if he plays well, I think the Cowboys have a pretty damn good chance to be one of the best teams in the league. So uh, that is my Cowboys investment, but there's still a lot of time between now and the start of the season. So we'll see what happens over the next five to six weeks here. This is gonna be, it's gonna be a good time though, but obviously with training camp here, Michael, we're excited football's back, but there's also the downside of football. Unfortunately, like injuries happen. And just this morning, I feel like we've been getting a bunch of injury news. I know I've talked about the Detroit Lions training camp with Dan Campbell doing all the up-downs earlier this weekend. Well, unfortunately, there's free agent signing. Their safety and corner, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, suffered a non-contact knee injury. Now, we don't know what the diagnosis is. Obviously, everyone's hoping for the best, but kind of bracing for the worst. But whenever you hear non-contact knee injury, that just kind of it makes your heart sink there as, as a GM or as, as a fan or as a, even as a teammate. Like This is kind of the downside of training camp coming back. You know, it's part of why, you know, you can't just look at a team on paper and say they're going to go somewhere because you don't know the unpredictability of the injuries, right? Emmanuel Mosley started out, they signed him from San Francisco. You know, he's on PUP, which was expected. But this is going to give Brian Branch an opportunity. He's their second-round pick from Alabama. It's going to give him an opportunity to see if he can play that nickel corner spot, you know, which is what Gardner Johnson does so well. He's kind of a hybrid. He's not really a safety. That's why he wasn't a blue or a red. He's kind of in between a little bit. But if you just put nickels, he's probably in that nickel category as a red. And, you know, they're going to miss him. I mean, they're not good enough defensively to endure any injuries. So 
this is why it's so important to, you know, have a great off season, but it's also important to have a great training camp and stay injury free, but you can't just not practice because for all those people that say you shouldn't be practicing, this was a non-contact injury. Yeah. It's like he was just running around and all of a sudden, unfortunately his knee gave out there. So he was carted off the field. I mean, there were reporters who were there. So they don't cart you off. They don't, you off. They, they don't yeah. cart you off unless it's bad. I mean, they go yeah. out there, they know instantly when they, when they do the, when the trainer comes out and does the, the, you know, the moving the knee around here and there, he kind of has a sense of it. So unfortunately that's not good news. Yeah, that's not good news at all. Last season, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson led the league in interceptions tied with Tariq Woolen with six of them for the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, yeah, Gardner-Johnson was a big addition to the secondary, and it looks like they're going to be without him for the foreseeable future here, probably the entire 2023 season. We'll obviously wait to see what the actual diagnosis is, but all signs coming out of Detroit are not good for their signing Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Also, uh, the Buffalo Bills, Naheem Hines, their running back, suffered a knee yeah. injury. He's going to miss the entire 2023 season. He was their kick returner, their punt returner, like was really good in the return game. And now that's a pretty big void that they have to fill. Yeah. And you know, look, and here's the, here's what I don't think fans understand when they hear this, right? So anytime a player is not in the building and he's not, and he gets injured in recreational stuff, whether it's jet skiing, which is the case of Heinz, Right. Which is, you know, which is, you know, you can go jet skiing, you can go snow skiing when he shows up. Basically, what that means is the club does not have to pay him any money. And so for that, he would go he goes on non football related injuries. So not only does the poor kid miss an entire season, there's a there's a chance he doesn't he not a chance. I mean, he has the, the bills have no obligation to pay him at all because this injury occurred outside the spectrum of the building uh, and a football. So it's called non-football related injury. Now, you know, they've got James Cook. They got Damian Harris. They got Latavius Murray. They've got three backs. Who's going to be their nickelback remains to be seen. And certainly who's going to be the kickoff return guy. But I I think I'm concerned more because what, what happens is these injuries that these guys get when they're messing around, you know, and then jet skiing is not messing around. You're trying to have a good time, but you got to think, right? You got if if I get hurt yeah. here, I could cost myself the season. And unfortunately for Hines, it did. Yeah, and I think it's almost like a more of a reminder for a lot of like the players out there. It's like, hey, like yeah, it sounds great to go jet skiing. That sounds like a blast and all that stuff. But it's like your body is that's your livelihood. That's how you make money. That's how you are able to produce. It's like you kind of have to make sure that you're staying careful around this time of the year, especially the closer we get to training camp. Like. It's it's an unfortunate situation, and like you mentioned, like the Bills don't have to pay him anything because he injured himself outside of the team facility and outside of doing football stuff. So I, I, that's honestly a, it's a bummer. And then for Buffalo, it's like, hey, we got to figure out something in the return game. My guess is that they'll probably have James Cook maybe be that nickel guy for the running game and then in the, in the yeah. passing game as well in there. But just to clarify it, Michael, I just want because I'm sure fans will make this this leap. Say, oh, the Bills had a running back injury. Does this mean Dalvin Cook? Just let's let's address that right now. Like this doesn't necessarily mean that they would ever go out into that market to try to get Dalvin Cook, right? Well, I, I mean, I'm sure they would love to have Dalvin Cook if he wants to come in and play as, you know, as Brandon Bean said that, you know, if he, what about Hopkins if he wants to play for a Super Bowl? I'm sure they would love to have him. But if, unless if he wants substantial money, like is what he wants. And, you know, we know they're having a Zoom call, these 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 running backs to, to discuss mm-hmm. the the whole salary structure within running backs. I, I would find it hard to believe that he's going to take a a, a salary that would be commensurate to what, you know, what Buffalo could offer. 
Yeah. Well, let's talk salary and let's talk dollars and cents because there's something brewing in Kansas City. Their star defensive tackle, Chris Jones, did not report for training camp for day one. So he is now accruing fines entering the final year of his contract. He is owed $19.5 million in base salary, but he has no guaranteed money left on the contract. And this has been a big offseason and a big summer for defensive tackles making a lot of money. And we're talking about $90 million, $94 million contracts. Quinnen Williams just signed $96 million about 10 days ago or so. Do you think that we get this thing resolved anytime soon, or does this really start to put a little bit of pressure on Kansas City and put some pressure on Chris Jones? Well, Chris Jones getting fined fifty grand a day. I mean, that's not yeah. nothing to sneeze at, right? So, you know, the, the, what, this whole system, this new collective bargaining agreement that is agreed to the players and you know the owners is really about we don't want, we do not want holdouts, whether it's rookie holdouts or veteran holdouts. We just don't. That's why we've had the sit-ins. That's yep. why we've had the sit-ins. So, you know, Chris Jones comes in and he, you know, you would think he would have come in and sat in, but he didn't. Look. You know, here's the issue, right? I think what the Chiefs have done a great job is sacrificing. Mahomes has sacrificed, and we know that Kelsey has sacrificed. I mean, for Kelsey to basically make $11.2 million this year with what I think he's got a 750 total package in roster bonuses, so he could make, let's say he makes $12 million. For him, at his skill set, to make less than Odell Beckham, to make less than a lot of these receivers. I mean, there's 18 wide receivers that make $18 million or more per year. And for Kelsey, who is truly a wide receiver, to take this deal, he's really sacrificing for the team. So Kelsey sacrificed for the team, and Mahomes does. You know, and if Jones holds out and you reward him, you know, and obviously they're going to extend his contract, and he certainly deserves it. He's one of the best players. 15 and a half sacks, 41, you know, 41 hurries, 15 knockdowns. I mean, he did everything that he needed to do from the inside tackle position. He's great. But to me, how do you then go to Mahomes and say, well, I understand, you know, you're now the what, the eighth highest paid quarterback in the league? You know, I mean, you got to do something there, right? People say, well, he's more like Brady. Well, I get that. He's more like Brady right now. He's one, two, three, four, five, six. He's the seventh highest rated quarterback in the league in terms of salary in Josh Allen's eight. So, you know, you got to do something. I mean, Brady, they kept redoing Brady's deal and doing all that, maybe not on an average per year basis, but certainly on the guarantee. But I think that's where you get into. Look, you need to do Chris Jones's deal. But Chris yeah. Jones is really in a great spot, right? He's, it's not like he's not getting the money 19 – he's not getting cut, right? Mm-hmm. I and mean, there's no way you, you say he has no guarantee for next season. Yes, he does. His talent is his guarantee. He's not getting cut, Right. He's not getting cut. He's going to earn his money. If he's injured, he's definitely going to earn it. And he's not getting cut for performance. So to say he doesn't have a guarantee is a little bit, it's a, it's a verbiage thing. It's not reality. And so the, the factor comes into here at play is then he becomes a free agent. Now he's in the defensive tackle market, which is ridiculously expensive, right? When you look at the yeah. positions, when you look at, when you add all these defensive tackle positions, the interior defensive tackle, when you add them all into the new deal, that cap number, that franchise number is going to be enormous next year. So they're coming to you anyway. Like, I'm not sure what you're getting out of the holdout other than, you know, what do you you want? Do you want Aaron Donald's? Do you want 29 million per year now? Is that what you want? I mean, I mean, to me, what are you getting out of it by doing it now? You know, you're, by doing it now, you get future guarantees. So, but if you show up, I think you're going to get it a lot easier than by holding now. 
Yeah. Well, reportedly he does want that 29 to $30 million per year uh, coming off a season where he was third in the defensive player of the year voting 15 and a half sacks, like we mentioned, but like the fact that he didn't do the sit in, because I feel like oftentimes when we see the sit in, that's the player being like, okay, like I want to get something done here. Obviously I still respect the organization, but I just can't risk getting hurt. The fact that he didn't do the sit in, does that mean that he's ready to move on from Kansas city? And maybe his agent maybe starts to shop him around and tries to find a trade partner. Like, does it ever get to that point? I can't imagine it could because I think the, the Chiefs now, it did with Tyreek Hill, right? They got tired of that. But this yep. is guy, and as great as Tyreek Hill is, they, they made that move. But, you know, they knew that they could draft maybe not somebody as good as Hill. Kelsey's the be- was the best receiver on their team. But to me, this one, if they you take Chris Jones out of the defensive tackle position, they're not the same team defensively. They're just not, you know, and they've got a lot of younger players in the defensive front. But to me, I, I think that really hurts them, and I, and I think that would be a real issue for them. So I think they got to try to figure out a way to get something done. I don't think he's smart for holding out, Femi. I think why would you give away fifty grand? And here's the thing: you can't, you can't not find them. The rules say you have to find them. I did see that. That was a new tweak with the new CBA to where it's like you can't just because in the past they were just like, all right, we're finding you. And then once they actually came to an agreement, it's like, okay, we'll waive all the fines and we're all happy and hunky dory. But now, like, you can't waive those. So I don't know, maybe you just make up the fines with a little bit of extra money on the contract and maybe kind of. But that, work around that goes it that into way. salary cap. That goes yep. into the salary cap, which, which hurts the team, <laughs> which, which is not what you want. So. I think they'll get something done. He's way too valuable to be on that team to, for them not to have him. So uh, we'll see what happens. But right now, Chris Jones missing training camp. We'll get to a guy, though, on the other side who showed up to training camp and is healthy and ready to go. We're talking GM, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy G next on The Shuffle. GMG. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. I mean, these second-round playoffs have been unreal, and we have the conference finals now on the horizon. Make sure you get all those futures bets in before the value disappears. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets Instantly download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SHUFFLE. That's code SHUFFLE for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi, presented by DraftKings and VSIN. Here is Femi Abebefe. I 
think what I learned, Michael, is just to not try to say Jimmy G and GM Shuffle in the same sentence. I mean, that was just there you go. going to going to going to break there. <laughs> But we're we're getting it back on track here. But uh, everyone in Las Vegas, they're all shocked, man. They're like, everyone was concerned about the offseason. We talked about it on this podcast months ago about saying, hey. No, no need to fear. There's no concern. This is just a formality. Jimmy G will be ready to go and will not be on the pup list and will be good to go times uh, turn training camp time. And here he is. No pup list, passes the physical, and he'll be the Raiders starting quarterback behind center when they open camp. I believe that's coming up tomorrow. I believe it is. Yeah. I mean, like, was that the most ridiculous story that was generated? I mean, it was just, you know, it's the world we live in today that we create mm-hmm. a story and then we promote the story, even though the story's not true. Right. You know, like they make it out like the Raiders, you know, just all of a sudden found out about this deal and he wasn't going to do it. And so, you know, there was never a doubt he was going to pass the physical. What they wanted to ensure was and the agent did a good job of working with them is to make sure that he didn't get his money until he did in case something dramatic happened, which that nobody expected. But you have to protect against. That's why you have insurance. Uh, and so, you know, to me, it's interesting. Is there going to be any kind of you know, we were wrong on that story. Like, oh, you know, everybody's going to say they were right on it. But the reality of it is, is it was never a story. Like, it was never really that was the issue. They they sat down. The reason they had time, they went over the contract. He took the physical. They wanted to make sure that the bone, the fifth, whatever it was in his foot, wasn't healing to the level the other ones were. So they made sure that he was going to be ready for the season. And to do that properly, you had to ensure that the club was protected in case something bad happened. It happens. It, it it happens quite a bit. There's always waivers within the contract to protect both people. I think what we're learning, and we've known this for quite some time, but the NFL offseason, there's a difference between a story and then content. Like this was just content that people were like, "Oh, let's try to bring something up and make it seem like there's some sort of uncertainty here because it's in the dead period. We're after the draft, and and all this stuff is going on." But it's like. Guys, I mean, he was going to be fine. <laughs> like he's yeah. he's going to be well, fine. I mean, but it's and, content. And that, it's content that serves their interest, right? It's contact yeah. that serves the interest. You know, Belichick's on the hot seat. You know, somebody doesn't like Belichick. That's the good content. We'll push that out there. Ron Rivera's not on the hot seat. You know, even though he hasn't had a winning season, but that's okay. We won't mention anything about that, right? You know, and then some agent who you know who's done something else on an illicit deals. We're never going to talk about that. But then, you know, we're going to kill some other agent who we don't like. It's all just it's all like Asante Samuel. I don't like this guy. So I'm going to say stuff. It's all what's the agenda? You know, where you can say, well, Lombardi, you have an agenda. No, I really don't. I mean, I think I'm fairly honest and and I try to be, you know, I think it's important to your friends and it's important to the the league that you cover to say what you think. You know, and sometimes it's not exactly the right thing that will will sustain your friendship with somebody. I mean, look at Charles Barkley. He lost his friendship with Michael Jordan over just saying that he didn't think Jordan was a good, good owner or a good general manager, which happened to be true. Yeah. Which is, it's unfortunate that they lost that friendship, but that's how it goes in life sometimes, I guess. And, uh, Jimmy G, he is good to go. Someone who's not at Raiders camp and, and according to reports, Josh Jacobs was seen at the Las Vegas airport, leaving Las Vegas. So Josh, now how is this a story? Now, how is this a story? Seriously, <laughs> I, I don't know. If, I don't know if they were staking things out. I haven't been by Harry Reid in a few weeks how since is I came this back. Story, right? Does anybody <laughs> expect these guys to come in? As we've said, how many times on this pod, we want running backs to hold out, right? We want them to yeah. hold out. Like it's okay. You can't get hurt, or you know, unless you do something stupid. Yeah. Yeah, don't but, go jet ski. You know, 
don't go jet skiing or don't, or don't ski or don't, you know, or don't do something dumb. But like, we all expected this to be like, these guys aren't coming in. Pollard signed his tender, but these other guys, Barkley and that. So why is their holdout news? It's not news. Now, you know, when they're going to come in 10 days, five days before training camp, they're going to get ready to play. I fully expect Jacobs, the competitor that he is. I mean, here's a guy that played last year in the Hall of Fame game, and he didn't think anything of it. He just went out there and played and showed everybody what he had. You know, you kind of like that about the guy. And here's the thing that's ridiculous is we act as if we're in the old time of contract negotiations. We start talking about we start talking about these like he left town as if that's going to impact the negotiation, right? Like that's not going to impact the, there's no negotiation. It's over. Yeah. (laughs) There's nothing to impact by, by reporting this. Like it's a non-story. He was never coming to camp. He's not coming to camp. They're going to play three preseason games before his fucking ass ever shows up. So like, seriously, like why do we think he's going to show up? Why was this a story now? You know, do do I think Barkley's going to show up? No. Do I think Barkley's a story? No, it's not a story either. If, th- if they don't show up, what other isn't a story is these guys having a Zoom call. Like, what are we doing on a Zoom call? What are we going to accomplish? You have a union to collectively bargain. You have two guys who didn't sign contracts that would have gone into the franchise pool number for next year. They certainly would have been more than the $10 million because everybody indicates that those contracts were fairly good. Now, here's what we do know. We do know second contracts for running backs have a hard time sustaining themselves. That's just fact. As much as I would love to sign Dalvin Cook, when you look at the data and you see all these guys who went into their second contracts, right? When you see all these guys who had the second contract and you look at them and you say, wait a minute, wait a minute, you know, is he worth it? Zeke Elliott's second contract, was he worth it? Uh, You know, uh, Le'Veon Bell's second contract, was he worth it? Even though he sat out of here, was he worth it? You start to come through. I think there's been like 20 contracts, 25 contracts of second year since 2015. And only four of the guys that legitimately Alvin Kamara happens to be one of them that got through the second contract. Eckler's actually one of them and he took a pay cut. So like, I don't know what they're going to accomplish with the zoom call. That's it's a collectively bargained event. Yeah, and, and honestly, it started with Todd Gurley with the, with the Rams. Like, like right. he had the knee thing coming in, and he was obviously really good on that first contract. They signed him, and then he wasn't the same. And then we're all watching a playoff game. We're like, where the hell's Todd Gurley? <laughs> like, 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 what's going on here? And like, you know, he just never was the same player ever again. And that's what teams fear, and they have they're well within their right to fear that. I would fear that too if I was running an NFL team. I'm like, man, that's I, I would. How too. do you how do you I give mean, these guys the money? I mean, everybody that believes in in analytics, this is like seriously analytical numbers. I mean, Lamar yeah. Lamar Miller, he actually, you know, he got into it. He tore his ACL, and he had that. Remember, he had that second contract. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you got to be really careful. I mean, that's the problem. It's the position they play. It has nothing to do with this. There's a full intent to ignore it. I mean, Aaron Jones took a pay cut, right? Mm-hmm. He took a pay cut. Hines took a pay cut. Right. And the second, I mean, they all took pay cuts. Leonard Fournette got released. I mean, you remember your boy, DeMarco Murray, he had to take a pay oh, cut yeah. in his second oh, contract. Yeah. So like Devonte Freeman, remember him? He had to take one too. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I just think to me, we're, we're just bar. It, it's almost just the noise. Like what do they expect to com- uh, to accomplish on the zoom call? Unless they're all going to hold out. How's that? And how's that going to work? 
Yeah. Well, how that works is that you'll see a bunch of new running backs playing the position. Is <laughs> how that works. It's like, like I don't know. Like they'll call somebody up. I mean, we just had the XFL and the USFL seasons just end. Maybe those guys would get the call and say, "All right, come join us now." And like, I'm like we talked about it in the last podcast. It's like unless you fundamentally change the CBA, nothing is going to change. So it's like, what are we doing here? It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And and I don't think that the players' union would even agree to fundamentally change the CBA just for one position group to benefit. Like, like, we yeah. also have to think about that. Like, that would not happen either, even though, like, yeah, it sucks. And I wish those guys would get paid and I wish they could stay healthy, but it's just not the reality. Yeah, but the, the other thing we're missing is it's called it's called economics. It's called supply and demand. How are you changing that? You're going to tell the college kids you don't play running back? <laughs> right? Yeah, that's how you You're going to tell it. them not to play running back? I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, if I, if I was a college I mean, running really, back, I, like, mean, I mean, like it's all supply and demand. It has nothing to do with an intent. Like there's no malicious intent here. It's supply and demand. There's too many good running backs out there. There's, you know, I mean, I don't disagree. I would pay Jacobs more than I would pay Hunter Renfro, but that's mm-hmm. just, you know, there's more run, there's more running back. And then Renfro's lifespan lasts longer, not past 30, but it lasts longer than a running back. They just take too many hits. Yeah, it's like the conversation. We it feels like we've gone in circles and circles and circles, and like for some reason we still keep talking about it. It's like nothing is going to change. So, and there's no negotiation that can happen. Like you said, like the the, the deadline is passed. They're literally it's either don't play or play for the ten million dollars on the tag. Like that's it. Like, like that's, that's the entire choice. conversation. But I, I get them not wanting to come to camp. I fully get that. Yeah. I fully understand. Oh, so why yeah. is that news that he's at the Las Vegas airport? Like, why would he want to stay in 115 degree heat? Why not go back to Alabama and get to 90 degree heat with 100 percent humidity? I mean, why not? Right. Like we said, it's the difference between being a story and, and content that that apparently is content. Uh, we have a couple minutes left in the pod, Michael, just real quick on Josh Harris. We talked about it last podcast saying, hey, this is what's going to happen later on today. But just your kind of final thoughts with Daniel Snyder now out, find 60 million dollars after the results of the investigation from the U.S. attorney, Mary Jo White's investigation so uh, just final thoughts on kind of a new chapter now for the washington commanders I, I think this is going to be really hard for josh harris and here's why uh because you're walking into a really toxic environment and he's mm-hmm. and he can't really the only way he's going to fix this mess is to really get involved with the organization and kind of get his feet on the ground in there because if he starts listening to other people in the building then that's going to create more of a dissension because you know, the president, I'm friends with the president, so I'm safe, but you're not friends with the president, so you're not safe. You follow me? The bias starts to enter in. Yeah. And this is going to be really difficult for Harris to negotiate within that building. I mean, the best thing he can do is do nothing and just watch for 100 days and ask the coaches, hey, what can I give you to make this a better team? And let everybody know that for the next 100 days, he's going to be fully transparent and just watch and make no decisions and listen to nobody, collect his own information. But what will happen is he'll listen to the league office, he'll listen to some of the people, and they'll still have difficulties. I, I think, look, their win total at six and a half, I think, is undervalued. I really do. I think they can get that they can certainly win more. They have a good team. They just need to have a good execution of the strategy of the year. Yeah. And we talked about it on the Lombardi line over the weekend. It's like it kind of has to have the whole organization go through a detox and scrub everything from the Daniel Snyder era because 
that obviously was a toxic era for that organization and we're hoping that josh harris can go ahead and reignite that fan base down in our nation's capital because the nfl really needs it that does it for this edition of the gm shuffle podcast as always make sure to subscribe rate and review wherever you get your podcasts our producer elliot bowman with us on the ones and twos thank you to him thank you to you michael we fought through some tech difficulties today but we'll be back at it on thursday with blue chips red chips talking linebackers off ball linebackers and edge rushing linebackers we'll do that on thursday so be well everyone we'll talk to you guys coming up on thursday